Hello, Reads and Reads listeners. We're back, and I'm so excited. I'm about to scream. Um, This is the show where we read things and talk about them, and I smoke weed. Sometimes everyone's smoking weed, but not always. And um, we have done, we have talked about lyrics before, um, but right now we are with one of my very best friends, and she's a fantastic brilliant singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist genius that I have had the pleasure of just knowing and being friends with for a long, long time and performing with and singing back up with and, oh my God, and we're going to talk about her music today. So I'm here with Erin Sindel. Say hi. 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 It's your first time <laughs> on the show. Um I just ate a gummy. Erin is not having sugar and being all disciplined and feeling wonderful. So, so am I. It's the Lenten season. It's the Lenten season, right? I'm giving up. um, I'm giving up restraining myself for Lent. (laughs) I'm giving up stressing out about shit. That's what is a daily thing that I have to do. It's big. Um, We're in March of 2022. And it's a very weird season of like 50 degree days followed by 12 degree days. Uh, It's daylight saving times today. There's kind of a war going on. Not even kind of. There's a war going on between Ukraine and Russia. And um, that is the setting of the world at this point. Tail end of a pandemic, we hope. Um, And I'm very happy that we've continued to kind of meet and talk about great things, uh, and this one especially, this one I'm very excited about. So, um, Aaron, I'm going to try to give a good introduction here. Um, I just wrote it all down, and then where is it? So, Aaron, like I said, um, singer-songwriter, front woman of the Ragbirds, Aaron Zindel and the Ragbirds, and when I first met you, we were going to the same church, mm-hmm. and... Also going to the same open mic at the tap room in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And your band at the time that you were in was Root Stand, right? Mm -hmm. And so you hosted the open mic, right? Mm -hmm. And so early on, we were friends, I think. Really early on, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were instant friends. We were instant friends. (laughs) (laughs) And so today, when I was listening back through kind of like the catalog, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was, all all your songs, I was like, oh, I remember who I was and what was going on when I first heard these songs. Because, um, so I'm hoping, I know you're really good at talking about songwriting because you've done it. You taught eight years at Interlochen and I... I know you have some private students, so we'll get into that as well. So it's a little bit different reads and weeds today. We're not talking about a book. We're talking about a lot of different songs uh, from one of my best friends. So um, can you give me sort of a sense of when you first knew that you could write songs? And did you start with like, here's my little process? How did it come to you initially? How young were you? How? Well... 
I was writing songs from a really early age. I showed up at my very first piano lesson and I had written a song and hand, wrote it, like wrote out the notation of it and everything. It was called Peanut Butter and Jelly. Really? <laughs> it didn't have any you? words. I was 13. Oh my gosh. So, um, and I, and I had already kind of taught myself to play piano and learn to read music before that lesson. So, um, I was like creating, creating was always like the next natural thing for me when I learned to make music. And I've always like, you know, just made up songs. Um, but I did not see myself as a songwriter or think of that as a viable career. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have said this is what I want to do when I grow up or something. When I was young, I wouldn't have said that. But um, it took me a long time to grow into the actual acceptance of that as my life's calling. And mm-hmm. it is like of all the things I do, you know, I'm a singer. I'm a multi-instrumentalist, I'm a teacher, but like the thing I identify with most as like my calling is I'm a songwriter. Like I only sing because I've got a song to sing. I only play music. I only practice my violin so I can play my songs better, you know, and present them to the world. You know, the, the motivating factor for me is the, the songwriting. And, and it's not at different times in my life. It was because I felt like I had a message. I had stuff to share. Mm -hmm. And now I just realize it's just who I am and that's how I process my world. And, and that's how I learn and that's how I grow. And there's Mm -hmm. just, um, so much, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been an ever evolving gift throughout my life that I'm, I'm really grateful for. And I'm grateful that I've been able to make a career out of it. My, my whole life, I've never had another job aside from playing, playing music and writing music and singing my own songs and, um, and also just teaching on the side. So, which, which I love doing as well. Yeah. So do you remember how peanut butter and jelly went? No, (laughs) no. Bring it back, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should revamp it. (laughs) Just for Patreon. (laughs) Patreon. I don't even think it exists in the world as a physical object oh, no. because I used to, I've always been so self-destructive. Um, Great. <laughs> Go with that. <laughs> just I just kidding. always like would take my old art and just like throw it away. Cause I, I was embarrassed of it. Oh, and so wow. I didn't keep the old stuff because I was like, Oh, oh that's God, some stupid little kid found wrote that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, I was humiliated by my own work and I still to yeah. this day feel that way. Like I have that inclination to be like, like you're talking about my old songs. I'm like, I re- the songs I write now are actually like starting to get good. I'm like, and you're talking about songs I wrote 15 years ago that I've, I'm like, I'm not embarrassed of those songs. Some of them right. I am actually, but you know, I mean just the, that, that I, that it feels like I was, that, that the, the one song Book of Matches is the one that keeps proving itself true over and over that I'm born and born and born again yeah, in ashes. Yeah. That's oh, sort of yeah. the like... It's such an earworm. That's been my creative process is just to keep lighting all of my old shit on fire. Oh, yeah. And then just like now start over. Yes. Oh, my gosh. See? I love those words. I love those words. So I get it. I've been doing comedy a long time and I'll see a video every once in a while and be like, ooh. Why did I say that out loud? <laughs> that exists now. Ah, I hate it. 
And you learn and the world changes and your view of the world changes. Mm -hmm. And then the art is out there. Yeah. But it's also good as a marker. Absolutely. For me. It's like, oh, I I was this girl then. And it's a good marker to remember. I would never, ever do that joke again. Right. However, that's had to go through that (laughs) thing. Well, (laughs) as I've been going through this revolution of self-love in the last two years of my life, three years of my life, I also, one thing that's shifted is my attitude towards my past art is not so harsh. Yeah. I I love myself and I see that that was just like, it's like my kid. I don't, I'm not embarrassed that she can't spell a word or something. Like, why can't you spell that? That's embarrassing. It's like, (laughs) you know, she's eight. (laughs) She's eight. (laughs) She's a really good speller for her age. And like that's, and like we, but but I can look at my old work with that same lovingness and say, oh yeah, that was where I was at that time. And it's beautiful for what it was. And I see that it was a really good, I did a really good job expressing what I felt at that time. And yes. I did my very best for where I was in that moment. And it's beautiful for that. Mm-hmm. And it represents that. And it meant something to a lot of people that heard yeah. it at that time. Yes. And for me to like, to, to shit on it or try to like, you know, erase it from the internet or something is, it's, it really is a dishonor to myself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think like, also, it's being proud of the fact that some people will try really hard for a long time and never write a single song. <laughs> so it's like, so, so for somebody to be like, oh, that song, I don't even like it anymore. People be like, I could work forever and I don't write a song that good, you know, because it's, it's, it is a gift, but also you have such good tools. Like I remember I only get to take, it was probably a seven week course that you taught mm-hmm. with a bunch of songwriters in Chelsea and even just the first day, the first class I showed up to and just having some, uh, it was like having a great improv exercise where it's like, oh, it's just something to start with and then just land on a chord and then just see what you can do. <laughs> and that is such an inspiring, because people can get paralyzed. And I'm sure if you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, the blank page. Yeah. Sucks. And then other times you're like, ah, give me a piece of paper. This has got to go down right now because I can hear the whole thing and I've got to do it, you know, Um, which hopefully, you know, we honor more and more and more as it goes on. So I was just thinking right when you came in and we were getting set up and I was talking about how long we've known each other and we met at church and all that. Um, When I was listening back to some of the songs that remind me of you and I first meeting, Mm -hmm. which Believe It and Good and Enemy Mm -hmm. are some of my very first memories of this mood of the era. And I can't even pinpoint what year this might have been. Maybe 2006, probably. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. And this energy that you know, roaming around the city doing open mics and and festivals and this, it was wild getting ready for your wedding, like energy, the energy around it was, the memories are very clear. So I want to ask you about one of my favorite, so good, um, still fires me up. (laughs) It, It fires me up. And, um, it starts with, if I'm correct, everything I do is something. 
everything I, I learn is something I already ought to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I chop off my feet every time the roots begin to grow. Is that how yeah, it starts, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So can you just tell me about that song? Because I have my whole own story about that song. Yeah. Um, because it's just so like, bam, I'm going to... It's true for me right now. Yeah. It's true for everybody I talk to right now. Like, ah, I keep having to learn this lesson again. And why am I self-sabotaging is what it sounds like to me, you know? Yeah. But tell me about... Do you remember how yes. old you were? Tell me about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I actually wrote that song while I was still in Madison Green. Ooh. And I did the very first version of it with just Berenbau and drums and hand drums. Sorry, for those of us um, speaking just regular language right now, <laughs> Berenbau is someone's name <laughs> no. or is it like a little creature it's, that I've never it's heard that, of? It's, 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 it's an instrument that is used in capoeira dancing. It's a Brazilian instrument that is, um, uh, it's, it's a, a single, it's a very long, tall instrument with a single string that you strike and um, kind of just like uh, use a bar to like uh, change the pitch a little bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't waver between a lot of notes, but it's a percussive instrument that it's like pitched percussion instrument. What is it? You hit it with How do you stick. spell it? Berimbau, B E R I M B A U, I believe. Berimbau. Yeah. Okay. And um, words. And it had like two pitches, like. That's like what I, that's basically what I got, which I could have, like, I, I tend, one, one thing, just a little side note, I tend to use. Uh, utilize instruments as, um, like a, 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 as an artist will use like color palettes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I found this instrument and just started to kind of get into a trance with that rhythmic mm-hmm. phrase, which I could have literally been playing on any instrument. It could have been on a bass. It could have been on a piano. It could have been on a guitar. It doesn't matter. That that riff was real simple, mm-hmm. and it put me in a trance-like state, yes. which I know now. By the way, we could talk about that this later because it's yes. a whole nother tangent about my songwriting process. But um, but I this was one of the first times I cued into that because in mm-hmm. that trance-like state that I was in. I the lyrics just came as they are, mm-hmm. and that's one of the rare examples of that. And I did I did work them somewhat. I, I, I'm a, I, I can be heavy with editing later, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, and I think that's important part of the process. That, um, but it, it, anyway, I those lyrics just kind of came out, and so that's how the, the song originated. I was in, you know, a really a really weird place in my life. Whatever, every place in my every life place is weird. Is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Except today, That's today's a normal. Way to describe today's normal because it was snowed all normal. night, and now it's sunny, and we're sort of at <laughs> war in a pandemic. But also, everything's fine. It's great, right? Everything's normal. <laughs> yeah. So, but but the le- the the message of that song is in the chorus. So there's all these little things, you know, about how all the paradoxes back, of life. Pull back the curtains, let the dirty places show. Yeah. Shout out the things you don't want, want anyone, anyone to, to know. know. Um, listen, tell yourself, yourself the, the truth, truth until, until you, you believe it. Because this, this is, is as good as this life gets before you leave it. it. <laughs> yeah. So I have to tell you that this That would have been memory. the darkest friend moment there. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Oh my gosh, guys, we're friends. We're so excited. Um, my memory of this is being like, I had gotten these Dansko shoes that were really expensive, but I was serving at the time at the Firefly Club or something. And my feet hurt all the time. And I got these Dansko shoes 
and they were really, really comfortable. And I was running down the street like, oh my God, my feet feel so much better. And that song was playing. It was either playing in my car or something. And I can't even remember what other context I was going through something. Um, it might have been my best friend just dying. Mm. It might have been Al dying. Yeah. Would it have been 2008, nine, something like that? I don't well, know. Well, the song was on our was on Wanderlove, I believe. Yeah. Which was Well the this yeah. this image of like open the windows, let it out, be mad if you're gonna be mad. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it okay, everything sucks. Just yeah. be be it. Let this it go. It. You know, and this yeah. is another lesson and fuck it, be happy anyway. Yeah. And the feeling of the song was that for me. And then it ends so that the rhythmic chanting that it starts with kind of feeling. Yeah. And then Am I Right? It ends with the like, hey, ma, yeah, hey, ma. And yeah. that ends with yeah. a like a more worshipful yeah. kind of sound too. And I'm just like, oh, I remember this. I remember uh-huh. this. Because one of the things I noticed from the early songs was that... You and I talked a lot about prayer, yeah, and song is is like worship and and that a lot mm-hmm. at that time. A lot of sitting in parking lots. I feel like sort of crying and praying. Yeah, <laughs> does that ring a bell? Yes, <laughs> yes. The the bridge lyric right before we start singing that mm-hmm. is God is in the homeless and the hopeless, living lives of waste. If you cannot see him, how, how can, can you, you see? It? How can you kiss his beautiful, beautiful face? face. Yes, yeah. oh, we go yeah. into that singing because that's what it's about. It's like yes, you got to be able yes. to see God in the homeless and the hopeless, and everywhere around you, God is there and God is love, and this is like what yes, we have. Yes, yes. And for me, it always, you know, it has, that song has the power for me to remind me, I mean, in a really ridiculous way, but when I sent you that little comic strip that I drew the other night about the fish bitches. I love that, by the way. That was one of my favorites, yeah. I think I'm onto something. (laughs) I'll put that in the the notes. It's very important work (laughs) that I recently completed. But just this kind of, there's always going to be, it's messy. It's a messy world. This is as good as it's going to get. If you're waiting for some big change to happen before you allow yourself to be like free and open and thankful and appreciating God. You're, you're waiting on the wrong thing, you know. Are you and, just going to keep waiting? Yeah. I love that it. song. I want to do, um, I, I think I've told you this before, but over the years, I've like mentally produced 20 videos for the Ragbirds. I've choreographed yes, we talked them. about some of them. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's a whole musical. So it's still yeah. in my mind. It's still in my mind. And that one is very celebratory. You know? Thank you. It's, like, it's so I'm glad you brought that one up because that's yes. one that actually I have continued to play, which from that first batch it. of songs, there are very few that I have continued to play. Yeah. Um, and that's one. I just got a new Mandotar for my birthday. And once again, is. Um, <laughs> is this a creature? Is this a friend? What is what is a mandotar? Um, it's a mando, it's a it's, mandolin leotard. Like you put it on. <laughs> it's a leotard that you put on, and it has like things built in it. 
Like a leg guitar. <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a, well, a mandolin, and I, I play mandolin on that song on Good. Um, and I that uh, the mandolin is an electric octave mandolin. It's made by Airline Guitars, and it's uh, beautiful. Looks like it just looks like a, a beautiful red electric guitar. And I've never played one of those before. Wait, is that what you were playing on your birthday? Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. that was cool. It's sweet, and it's an octave I made up lower a whole, than like dark girl rock and roll band for us that yes, night too. Yeah. I just, I'm I'm on it, girl. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's tease our hair yeah. and get some leather pants and you just play the shit and I'm going to scream. Get some leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've yeah, got there you can borrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll wear your leather pants. You guys, when I wear leather like I'm going to it would be really funny even just to try to put on a pair of leather pants that fit you. It would be amazing. <laughs> If you guys want to see that on Patreon and you're willing to donate like a lot of money, uh, I'm up for it. I mean, truly, truly. Because even a pair of leather pants that would be designed to fit me would still be awkward to put on, I'm sure. But if they were like 17 sizes too small. Oh, my God. So, yeah, leather pants aside. Sure. We can. <laughs> we should rock oh, on yeah. sometime. Yeah, and oh, this Manatar sure. is the perfect way to do so. And yes. it's and and because I got the Manatar, I've been revisiting that song um, for I'm going to be booking some solo shows this summer and I'm I'm I have a cool like I'm working on a cool solo rendition of that tune. Yeah. My band hasn't played that one in a long time. Um, mostly cuz I retired the mandolin um, and I just had too many instruments on stage. So, right. Yeah. I didn't use it as much. I, yeah. So, if you combine two, combine two. Right. Mandatar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name because it also seems like some sort of like fictional dinosaur or something. Right. As well. All right. So, I want to talk about Enemy, mm. which is, is that off the same album? That one's on Yes Nearby. Oh, yes. Okay. So, I th- okay, so this was very early in knowing you then, I think. They're one of the very first albums. And you know what I remember about that album um, is that you asked me to bring over a bunch of fabric. And I had all these little scraps of fabric and you had all these little scraps of fabric. And you were like copying it, like making your own pattern out of all these different pieces of fabric to make the album cover. Yeah. And I used were- Adobe Photoshop to like input or like um what's the word uh, import the Im- images yes. yeah. but i would scan them i would scan in yes. actual fabric yeah and create patterns with those and that's how i built the album cover for that yeah 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 and i so now when i look at it, i'm like that was my sarong <laughs> or that was my whatever you know and that was that's my so old funny. shirt or whatever and I, I remembered like oh that was a little weird skirt that i tore and i was like here use this you know yeah and i still think about it but um now that I have seen the face of my enemy, I will not confuse or misplace my anger again. Yeah. Now that I have seen the face of my enemy, I will not confuse or misplace my judgment again. Now that I have seen the face of my enemy, I will not confuse. That's how it starts, right? Yeah. Now that I have seen the face, now that I have seen the face of 
face of is now the the friend, the next the one. End, yeah, it sings enemy for a while. I think I sing that, just that lyric a long time. It's been a while, while since I've thought about that song. Oh my god, do that one again. Now that it's I've seen so the face wonderful. of my friend, I will not confuse or misplace my love again. My love again. Yeah. And that one, that one was another one of those like the repetitiveness of it yeah. was such a and the underlying little repetitive. Right, the fiddle, Irish fiddle. Oh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. And that was another one that just felt like a prayer for me. It felt like a prayer. Like that Madonna song. Just like a prayer. But better than that. Nothing against Madonna, okay? We love you, girl. Detroit, all day. But... There's a few, I think maybe either Totem, not Totem, maybe it was, um, what's the one that's, lead me to still water, is that Totem? Yeah, no, that one is, um, it's called Adoration. Adore, Adoration. Yeah, that's the one where I had my my little student, my oh four-year-old my student Darby, sing the echo on that. Yes. That, that I want to come to your house, I want God, to come to your and house, climb inside your window. Climb inside your window. Oh my God, it's so cute. I can, can't even stand it, how cute it is. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. That one, do you ever do that one? No. Or live or anything? No. Like, I just feel like there's those, I, I, I loved them then. And for some reason, when I listen to them now, it's got this wisdom that, you know, that is like, oh, yes, again and again. You know, like the enemy one. I'll hear it and be like, oh, this is just true. Those, it's one of those songs, what I love about your writing is when I go back and I want to sing them, I want to listen because they just stay true and they sound true. Mm. They're not of like, some songs are too poppy where I'm like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, like it's, it sounds corny now. Like I don't believe that sentiment anymore. Mm -hmm. Um and that's why I think a lot of your songs have such staying power is because the message is you don't lightly choose your words. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not at all. And, and it's, in fact, when I say like I identify as a songwriter, I feel like it is the core of my life's work to, um, to get the words right. And I won't, and I'm not saying I've always done it. There, there are some songs that I have written, um, and, and released that I look back on now and I can see that it was something I was passing through, you know, that mm -hmm. it's that I don't feel that way anymore. Mm -hmm. I've written a lot of songs, actually, that were just expressing 
a momentary feeling that I never, I somehow knew not to share those ones, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. I knew, I, here's, here's kind of one of the criterion for me to release a song is that it has to be something I want to continue to repeat. And so I have many different ways that I write oh and gosh. reasons for writing. Oh, yeah. And I let those out and I write those songs, but nobody hears those songs or very few people. But the ones that I share are the ones that I want to sing over and over because it's for me. I need that message over and over again. I, it's almost yeah. as if, and, and it, it, I'm not even going to say it's almost as if, like I really do believe that it's being written through me and to me. And, and I, by my sharing it, I'm just allowing others to also hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I've thought about that a lot. I've thought about that with comedy and Mm -hmm. music. Like you better love that song that you're about to make a hit Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're going to play it and say it and play it and say it. And if you don't like that joke or that song or that line that you like to say, you're, you're saying it, you're creating that reality. Yeah. So you gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Words are spells, you know, words are magic. Yeah. You know, the, the, the the singer, the the chant the chant you know chanting singing yes. is all um, incantations. You know the, the, these words are all related um, for a reason. When you get into the etymology of of words and songs and spells, it's like it's all it all comes back to all the same roots, all the yeah. different words we have for those things. So magic and music mm-hmm. are from the same place, and there's. Um, so, so yeah, I, I am somebody who has always had a deep sense of respect for that. And so I always choose my words carefully because I know how powerful they are. Yeah, yeah. And the thought of, so have you ever looked back on a song and go, that was a little forced? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it had to do with like me not knowing my truth in that yeah. moment, there were things. There was something I couldn't see then about myself that now I, yeah, now I see differently. Isn't that weird? Yeah, when you go back and go like, "Ooh, that's uncomfortable for me now," because that was something I was doing. I yeah. was getting something sorted out over there, and so it's yeah. uncomfortable to rehear it sometimes, like for me, and go, "Oh, yeah," or I was writing that to like justify a behavior or a thought pattern that I was stuck in mm-hmm. and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I just had this idea. <laughs> I have so many ideas for your career. <laughs> I know you don't have you enough. You always have. I know. I know. But it's the good. coloring book got made. Yeah, that's right. The coloring yes. book. I pushed that coloring book for a few years. I know. <laughs> now now it existed. It. it exists. Now it has existed. You know, yeah. I was me, Shelly, going like, Aaron, Remind Aaron to do that coloring. <laughs> it's it's going to be adorable. Okay, you're going to buy it for a bunch of kids. You know, it's going to be great. Um, but the 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 older like worshipful kind of songs and and you doing things solo or maybe just solo with one drum backup or one yeah. vocal backup or something like early kind of meditation at a music festival just would be dreamy, like in a tent setting. Mm-hmm doing adoration and oof, that'd mm-hmm. be good shit right there. Mm. <laughs> that'd be so nice. Yeah, that's good. And it, it's interesting. I've been revisiting that specific idea. And as I was just kind of t- 
touching on earlier about um, that trance-like state that I put myself in as I've been going through an overhaul of my creative process um, in the last two years since the pandemic has, you know, shut me in to my oh house. My and I was, in yeah. a, you know, after having been made my living touring nonstop, um, you know, then, then to be, you know, everything just, canceled. Boom, right. Boom, 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 boom. So it's at that same time I was coming out yeah. of my you know, really nasty divorce. Mm -hmm. And so I had just really, I was pretty wrecked and needing to like figure out what do I, I don't even, I, I felt like I didn't even know where to begin to make mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. and how to write songs anymore. And so I've been on a two year long journey of yeah. experimenting and trying and realizing I, uh, by revisiting those old ways of writing when I first yeah. was beginning to write songs as the ragbirds or for the ragbirds um that a big part of it was that like you know writing over a drone and and like learning to sort of channel the, being more freely um i've just come such a long way in oh, my like yeah. in my own like comfort in my own skin in my own like um uh being able to communicate more clearly mm -hmm. and just it's it's been a real growth season for me. So I've been writing a lot, and I've been writing in new ways that are really just uh, advanced versions of my old ways. Yeah, in a sense. So tell me, um, because the class I went to, I have you know four or five pages of notes that I still kind of keep around in my room, and I look at them sometimes and go, oh yeah, yeah. But tell me like one or two of the methods that you tend to go like, oh, I'm ready to go work on this now. And where do you start? Like what, or it's already started. It's started in your mind, but how do you start getting it down? So finding it. The, okay. So first I realized the importance of cultivating the, the atmosphere and the qualities within myself that I need to be able to write with. So caring for myself, making sure my environment and my own mental health and all of those things are in balance first is really important. Um, showing up at the, showing up every day at the songwriting station with my instruments tuned up and ready to go and feeling good is like all it takes. The songs are already written and that's the, the new understanding that I have the songs are already written and waiting for me there my job is to get myself out of the way my job is to get all my distractions off of my mind it's I've been practicing daily meditation and, and getting myself into a place where I can hear them getting my body in good health has been a huge journey for me and now I can when my body's feeling good and it's not calling me this way and that and distracting yeah, me. Yeah. I can just be with the song. Yeah. So the songwriting is the easy part in a sense. And I don't mean that to, to denigrate the craft. It's because I think a lot of people believe that songwriting, and it does happen this way sometimes, that songwriting is just a lightning strike of inspiration. And then you go and you write it and it's like, there it is. And, yeah, you know, the, that can happen. But the the, but showing up every day to write requires an openness to um, allowing 
and and believing and 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 the craft of actually taking what comes out and being able to edit that, which yeah. is something a lot of songwriters who who write with that flash in the pan writing style, um, they don't edit, and it's like, and so what they end up with is just they just you they just wrote all the low hanging fruit of rhymes mm-hmm. and like chose all of the basic ways to say and all like maybe they have one good metaphor, but it's like, you know what I mean? You can like really sink your teeth in and go line by line. So there's, I guess I'm talking about two things at once. Yeah. And I, and it's important to separate them. Yes. Yes. It's important that in the writing, so you asked me about, I guess the question is kind of too big because in the writing phase, yeah, the first part is just allowing it to come through me so getting myself into a place where I can hear and feel the song and I do this I get the song started the action of performing a note a single note Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. however many notes or a chord but just like approaching the keys if it's piano approaching the strings with curiosity and interest it's that beginner's mind that I believe is the thing that's kept me writing all this time oh yeah approaching it freshly and then just like once I stumble on anything, it could be any little thing, like loving what I just, that little riff and repeating it. And for me, it helps to get into that trance. One of my favorite uh, songwriters, Paul Simon, talks about bouncing a ball on the, on the wall as like just like bouncing a ball. And he's writing his lyrics while he's bouncing that ball. And it's like, that's the rhythm that, and that repetitive motion, that juggling act or whatever it yeah, is, yeah. is like getting that, um, it's putting him into a trance-like state where he's receptive to the song coming through. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that's what I was doing when I was doing it. Now yeah. I understand it. Now I know how to practice it. I know how to intentionally create that climate. So I practice that with a riff or with whatever it is. It, it can develop more and I can add more chords and complexities later. But to like let it begin somewhere yeah. is the first step. And then later... You step in, you like let the grown up in the room again. Yeah, yeah. And that's when the editor is, the editing stage is so important as well. And they're equally important and totally different mindsets and different skill sets. And that way of crafting is like, you you know, that like being able to like, like a detective, like dig in to each line and say, is that really what I mean? And if so, is that the best way to say it? Yeah. Line by line. And like so few songwriters do this. And I think so there's so much really terrible songwriting out there. And I don't mean to sound negative, but <laughs> I can't. It's like, or it's okay. And I get it, what they're going for. But man, like, boy, you could have spent just a few more minutes because it's obvious right. that you that second close. line is rushed and everybody and, knows it. <laughs> and you just said the thing. You just said a thing that just said the same thing the first line just said. Why would you waste that precious real estate when you could say something fresh? Yeah. Right? There's so much to say about any subject. And in a song, you, can, you don't have like a novel to write it. You have three minutes maybe. You've got how many words total yeah. in a song? Yeah. How much real estate do you have? So every word you choose can be better um, if it's just like the easiest way that it just flew out of you. That's fine. But And maybe, yeah. I mean, I do love some songs that are simply said. So there's there's power and simplicity too. It's not, a, nothing is ever... Like, this is the way and that's the right, only way. Right, right, right. But for well, me, I work at it. Do you do you love the books, the On Writing book by Stephen King? Do you know that book? Uh-huh, yes. Okay, because I'm thinking about, like, 
he has like, I'm receiving the transmission. Yes. That's my job. Yeah. But I need the desk to be there. I need to show up. I need the coffee. Yeah. I need everybody to know to leave me alone. Yeah. I need to set up the circumstances to receive the transmission so that I can transcribe it and trans- send it to you, wherever yeah. you are right now. There, we're doing this telepathy thing, mm-hmm. but I need to set myself up to, to receive the transmission. And your transmissions are coming like... Because I was about to ask you, like, do you start with, like, I'm going to go to the piano or I'm going to go to the drum and start that? Or do you just pick up, like, does a song say, hey, Aaron, whenever you get ready, you're going to need the mandolin? Like, does it tell you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just have that feeling. And I'm learning, and I had squashed my intuition, like, as hard as a human being can for, like, so much of my life. And I'm like, and now that, that I work know, <laughs> now that I know how to listen to it, it's like, I see that it's always been there. Yeah. And I see that it's always right on. Yeah. And I see like, and I'm learning to really deepen my, that my, I practice listening to my intuition as much as I practice my violin or any other thing I'm I, that needs practice. Yes. You have to find ways to practice it, which is just like, like, like listening to the little things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like my intuition or my most true voice or whatever is going like, Hey, Hey Shelly, we're back here. I know you're really busy. But <laughs> this is your truth. And sometimes I feel like it's like banging pots and pans around my face. Like, Hey, banging pots, pa- pots and pans cool. outside your windows. So yes. <laughs> yes, banging pots and pans outside your window. Yes. So they let you come inside. Yes. So they let you, Oh, you know what song I love from that, um, is beer, grease and anger in our belly. And we feel like Kings. Mm-hmm. We grow, as we grow older and older, we grow a taste for bitter, spicy for things. Bitter and spicy things. Yeah. Beer, grease, and anger in our belly, and we feel like kings. Yeah. And I remember the first time I, I heard that, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Like, you know, we're like, it's one of those lines where you're like, oh, yeah, we're, it, it's a really wonderful way of saying, like, you can kind of let your ego and, like, wanting the tastes of the world you can kind of fuck yourself up you know (laughs) you gotta sort of watch it a little bit and it was such a a a lovely way of saying it of saying like like beer beer grease and anger in our bellies and we feel like kings and I'm like oh and during that era that beer grease and anger in our bellies was so real Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of beer Mm -hmm. and then late night eating and bitching and you know (laughs) it was very very real and but the the happiness of the song is like it's a very freeing song. Thank you. All right, I just went right back there. Um, so let's go from the trance, setting yourself up at your station, allowing the song to come through and be written and edited. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when you're helping someone get started on the journey to understand how to do that, right? You have such a way, at least in the workshops that I've been to, of taking someone from, I've never picked up a guitar before and I want to write a song today, to someone who's written lots of songs and they're just trying to get better and better. I've been in classes with you where people are at every possible level, Mm -hmm. right? Um, 
and you start and work with them on on things. And can you talk a little bit about that process of guiding someone into how do you even start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. I have a new student I've been working with who's like a playwright and she is is really brilliant and it, she's also a musician. She's been taking violin lessons from me for a long time and is for wanting to write a song for the first time, never written a song before. But for her play, there are moments in the play where there's like, it's, it's, it's based on a character who's a songwriter and so she wants those songs to be an important part of the play. And, and it's funny because in that context, it's like she's able to project outward into like a, someone else's story. She's telling a story and she knows she knows exactly what she wants to say. Yeah. And she has all of the musical skills. And it's just like I'm tr- my job is to try to help her connect A and B together so that she yeah. can create that song. And so it's been really fun in that context because that's. You know, that it's, sounds so fun. It's great. Um, and we're just beginning the process. But what I did for her the other day is to dem- she was just like, yeah, how do you even like start making up melodies? And I and I, I did this fun little experiment on the Nord piano that I have, which has a lot of different sound effects on it. And I explained to her like when I first got this Nord and I and once in a while I, I revisit this idea. But when I first got it. I was just clicking through all the different sounds to hear oh, all the yes. sounds, right? So fun. And every time I would hear a new sound, it would inspire like, oh, that sounds like, you know, and it was from a very like comical, like childlike, yes. I'm just oh, playing yes. on a playground. Like, oh, that sounds like. This is a black and white hoedown show. Another one is like. Dancing vegetables. See, you got it. That's it. I understand. If you can start there, you got it. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And, and like that, it's just that whatever that attitude is. And the next one, oh, this is very serious. Listen to the trail on those piano, oh, like reverb it's notes. Raining. And it, I need a dark, I need to play in a minor key for this. Oh. It's like, oh, it's spooky. And like getting yes. your, getting the rhythm going with the fingers mm-hmm. and like what, you know, my fingers just feel like all like twinkly in this song. So I let my fingers twinkle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like you have to become like a child. Yeah. And when you, you do that, it just costs, things just show up and then yeah. you build on it. So do you think that a lot of people have trouble starting because they have detached from that, that free playfulness? Absolutely. Like they start to immediately judge 100% themselves. 100% This sounds silly. Ah, I don't want to, I can't sing that high. Ooh, I don't want to play with my voice that way. And they're trying to be something. Like, ar, ar, ar. I will tell you all the things I think everyone else is doing wrong. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Because I've done them all wrong Girl. myself. Number one, trying to rhyme is so stupid. Stop trying to <laughs> rhyme. The rhymes are easy, and you can fix them later. But when you tr- when you are writing words, like you're always gonna you're always gonna bend the if if you make it a habit to always try to make your words rhyme on the first go. Yeah. And then you accept them as they are. You're going to always grab the easy, low-hanging fruit of rhymes and cliches. And like you're going to end up right. saying the second line that you didn't really mean to say. That Because really... So you have to just stay focused on the meaning and the feeling that you actually want to say. Yeah. And not be distracted by the rhymes. So if the rhyme comes easy, great. Sometimes it does come sure. out. Change is always going to rhyme with re- re- rearrange. <laughs> Forever. So you guys have that in every genre. So many examples of those easy rhymes, right? Yeah. 
So, um, you know, don't try not to rhyme either. Just like let it happen. Yeah. But that's one thing. Another thing is like writing and everybody writes differently as far as like, okay, one thing I used to do wrong and some other songwriters seem like they do this wrong too. And from my experience of teaching, I find this writing lyrics first and then just sitting down with like the obvious chords the only chords maybe you know how to play are the chords that are in your comfort zone yep, and the guilty. strumming patterns that are just like, this is what I do on this instrument. And like then, tr- then making the words fit that. And sometimes they do. Sometimes that works. But in, it's in, but there's there are better ways. Yeah. You know, approaching it with like, you got to first like sit with the feeling that the song has. And I tend to write lyrics first. I'm always, I do a lot of free writing in my practice, which is an important step one for creating the the words. What are the words I'm even working with? Well, I do free writing, which is getting my own head and editor out of the way. I'll write for 10 minutes without stopping and literally anything that, like I have, the only rule is you got to keep going. Yeah. Even if you're writing like stall, 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 I don't know what the hell to write right now. Yeah. For a minute, it, it will come, words will come. Right. And words will come that are from your deeper subconscious that you're not controlling. If you try to control the words, they're going to, they're not going to, you're not, you're not going to be, you're only going to write real obvious stuff. Right. You need to like, let the, let it, like I think about just putting a, sometimes I feel like I put a stopper in. I like the water's coming out and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I only want a couple of drops at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. This is how it comes. Just yeah. don't worry about punctuation don't worry about yeah. like you got to practice letting it go because it gets easier like at, for the first time I did that exercise I, I was all kinds of like stopped and started and you know yeah. like restricting the yeah. flow yeah but now I can I, I can get there faster I can get there mm-hmm. and I can stay there longer and like get to the deep place where the good shit is yeah I can get there faster and stay there longer because of practice being in that co- subconscious flow yeah. that's where the good stuff yeah. is all of the cliche shit and like the 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 wrong things you've been taught, and the like the fucked up ways that the world is like, you know, has has twisted your, you know, consciousness. All of that is on the surface. Yeah, you've got to get past that to find anything worth saying. Yeah, because, well, depending on who you want to reach, <laughs> you know, if that's what what I know about you that is amazing is, you seek to not refine but you're you're growing yourself and seeking your peace and your truth as long as I've known you it is a daily habit you know Mm -hmm. through prayer meditation movement you know you're you're not ignoring the fact that you need to read this book or get this teacher or go to this conference or, or whatever you are working on the craft. And some people I think go, yeah, I can't write a song <laughs> like, Oh, it just must be easy for her, which I think it might be then maybe you were built this way. But also as long as I've known you, you've also been, you've been training yourself mm-hmm. in every way. And it's not, something to be ignored if you want to do something like this you there's the training of calming your mind and being receptive the training of playing different instruments and understanding how to let yourself play the training of 
you know, scrapping something and not forcing it. Like all of that mm-hmm. is part of the training. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there are class there are songwriting classes you can take that will teach you how to write hit songs using popular chords and and hooky riffs and and you can take those courses. I won't be teaching those courses. Yeah, you can I'm find only, those on hokey riffs. I'm only interested <laughs> in like <laughs> like I can help people who want to write their truth and like write it in their most authentic expressive way. That right. that's what I that's all I'm interested in. I'm not interested in small talk. I'm not interested in like I'm not saying it's not I mean I really believe that if when I write my greatest song that I you know I'm my my big dream I'll tell you my my wildly improbable goals okay. uh, in my life is to be when I walk into a room that strangers are whispering to themselves to each other. She's the one that wrote that song. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's it. That's it. Like I want to. Yeah. I want. I do want my songs to be heard. I'm not saying like you know, fuck fame. Like I just, I want to write obscure shit that nobody's ever going to hear. Like that's not my goal. I want right, to share right, my music right. because I really do believe it's, I want it. I want, I love these songs I write. Yeah. And when you love something, you're like, everybody look at this. I yeah, love yeah, this. Yeah. I'm proud of this. And I want to always have that feeling and I'll work on the song until I have that feeling about it. And then I'm going to do everything I can to get attention on it and do the business work that I need to do yeah. to get people to hear it. Yeah. And there's nothing prideful about that. That's my, this is my work. This yes. is why I'm here. Yes. Yes. I'm supposed to Please be doing it. I'm obeying my, my calling. Please Excuse become me. a patron on Patreon yes. today. Yes. Please do. Because those people in that group of, commu- that community, community has been supporting me through this and like I cannot tell you how much that means to me oh yeah and it keeps wait a minute going. just let's take a break for a second so say it slowly how do you do it what would they search if, if they want to do on patreon patreon.com backslash the ragbirds I share so much of the behind the scenes songwriting yeah. and through this whole season of like not being able to play shows even or having very few shows yeah I've been continuing and I'm developing a new album right now, working on a solo album, working on all kinds of side stuff. But all of that music is is shared there most vulnerably and it's bare stages. Some of the stuff I wouldn't don't even end up sharing yeah. with the rest of the world. And my patrons on Patreon um, get to access those things and they can uh, subscribe for a monthly fee, which helps, which is has been sustaining me yeah. so that I can continue to do this work yes, yes, and so that I can invest in gear so I can record better sounding things and so that yes, I can, yes. you know, afford the studio time or whatever it is. Like there's, there's just like so many expenses and, and this is my job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Ragwits have a lot of, a lot of shows yeah. in air quotes, um, this summer compared to the last two years. Oh obviously. yeah. Oh my um, gosh. But it's been a long time coming. A long and time coming. I've been just, you know, making sitting it, and hoping it and work. praying and loving hoping and, and praying. <laughs> writing and, you know, like yes. I have, but I could have at any point been like, well, this is not the way to make money. So I better find a new career. But I, I would, I know this is my life's calling. Yeah. 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 I was jealous because when I went to the show in Holland at the... Park Theater. Park Theater, which was such a badass show. It made me so happy. But there was a few new songs on there, and I'm like, hey, what are these? And you're like, (laughs) well, my Patreon people know about them. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I don't know that song. Brand new song. I don't even know. Um, 
I was jealous. So whatever. Okay. I want to, I'm just, I uh, want to respect your time and I want to get through a few more songs. So, oh my gosh, we should, this should be a two-parter. It should be like a three hour thing. There was stupid. So just to listeners checking in, it was daylight savings today. So everybody like, if you woke up at eight, it was already nine and it's weird. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would be a big deal, but we all know how it is. It feels weird. Um, Okay, so um, enemy, uh, I wanted to talk next about medicine. Um, mm. Medicine is another one of those songs that, like, some days I can. It's some days it's my trigger song for crying. Like if I feel like I should cry, but I need something to just nudge me over the edge. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll listen to the first few lines of medicine that should get me going. <laughs> so. Um, I think it starts, life is a choice every day. Dark hair was meant to turn gray. Life touches life with the soft hand of fate. I'm, I'm glad, glad yours touched, touched mine along the way. way. Yeah. I'm about to cry now. <laughs> oh, my God. And this, um, let my, so, and the chorus is, let my. May my hope. May Beep. this hope be medicine. May my love be medicine. Wait. May this hope, may my love, may... Where's the song? This song. May, may this, this song, song be, medicine be medicine for you. For you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you remember when you wrote that? What year? It was... I wrote that before the Ragbirds began... I was on tour with Madison Green in probably 1997 or 8, maybe. Yeah. No, that's not true. I, did, I moved here in 99. Okay, so whatever. I was on tour with Madison Green in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And I got a call from home that my aunt Susie had died of cancer. Um... I actually had, well, I, that's not when I wrote the song, but I, I, I actually wrote it for her. She died within six months of her diagnosis, though. So I had written it six, when I first got the news that she was di diagnosed with cancer and she was about to die and she was my, my godmother and, and very dear to me, um, I, I wrote that song this, for her on the, the mandolin that she yeah. had given to me. Oh, my God. And I performed it at her funeral um, when, when she died six months later. So that was where that song started. And, and it was, you know, the, the song, um, has a very simple chorus that, that let, may this hope, may my love, like, it's like that desire to like make, can anything just fix you right now? Like, it, can I just provide yeah. any kind of comfort or relief medicine some words can I sing to this situation that can just yeah. like somehow heal you mm -hmm. and um that was a real real genuine one that 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 came out of me at, at a time that was much needed let the memory of sorrow be come be drenched in the hope of eternity May my love be 
That's such an amazing perspective for me because I think of it as like, and I think I've, I think you've even told me this story before because you were so close with her. Mm-hmm. And I, I always hear it like as another prayer, like mm-hmm. let my work be a blessing anywhere. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. let me, let this be, let this, anybody that's hearing this, mm-hmm. whoever's, you know, whoever has ears, <laughs> mm-hmm. let hear this, let this be good news. Let this heal you in some way. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And I remember when you sang it at Jill's wedding, yeah. we were both like, there's no way we're getting through this song <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's a song that is kind of also makes me, it immediately brings that like, this is delicate. The tune, it's delicate tune. It's, um, cause some of your music is heavy drums and yeah. stomping and there's tango and there's, you know, howling and mm-hmm. this is not that. This is gentle and like a lullaby. It's like a, it is doing what, and even, is it peace now, peace now, yeah. peace now, peace now, da 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 Yeah. Um, heal now, heal now. It's still so, ah, uh, it's wonderful. It's one of my favorites. Thank you. I know it was like probably hundreds of songs ago, but like, ah, uh, I love it. I love that one. Anything else you want to say about medicine? I love when when it when people call that one out and and let me know that that means a lot to them, or if I get a chance to share that one at you know somebody's an important milestone for somebody like a, a wedding or a funeral or something, mm-hmm. you know, or, or somebody has yeah. dedicated. Uh, I've played shows where somebody has asked me to play that for somebody they love and dedicate oh, it to gosh. them, and. I can't tell you how much it makes me feel fulfilled in my life to have written a song that somebody's like, please, can you play that for this person I love, like who's right oh, here, yes, you know, or yes. who's or who's gone, or whatever it is that like that that the that that it has resonated that deeply with them. It means a lot to me, and I hope to write more songs like that in my lifetime. And and but even just having ever written one, yeah, that <clears throat> has impacted one person, much less. Oh yeah. I don't know how many, but doesn't I love matter. it. I love it.
Every arm.